Hello, my friends, it's Andy. <laughs> Catchy too. <laughs> Andy, Andy, coming to you from Yorba Linda, California. Rainy California. Very, very rainy. The skies have opened up and poured it themselves out on us. Did Jack Jack's words, not this last Sunday, because he was not there, but the maybe it was Wednesday that the he, was he was speaking to you directly I about did not hear a word. You what? <laughs> Driving there, Hedia <laughs> was saying how much she misses the sunshine. Yes. <laughs> essentially. And then Jack started off the message, isn't the rain amazing? God loves us enough to give us rain. And Eddie went, oh. did I say I, I love the rain? I still don't like the rain. <laughs> oh, we need it here in Southern California. Enough already with the rain. <laughs> we got a lot more coming. Right? So, yeah, uh, there's all kinds of warnings. Don't drive, it says. All right, where should people go to learn more about this great discussion we were just having about rain? <laughs> ResurrectMinistry.com, where you can find all of our content to lead you to a deeper relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. If you have not yet met him, he will meet you where you are. If you, Anyone who sincerely seeks to uh, meet the Lord and to know God better, he will answer those prayers. It is, um, it is a fact. The Bible tells us so. Yes. Uh, so it is not only this podcast, but also Andy's Fearless Man podcast, some of my Remnant Rising episodes, the articles in the Christian Post, books uh, that we recommend. And you can also drop us a line. We love to hear from you directly. You, We read all those comments ourselves. And also, if you care to donate, there's a Donate Now button. Yes. You know, I'm so interested. I, I love watching these numbers when we first <laughs> go live. They go up. People, and then, people and, just want to see who we are. Yeah. And then I don't know, is it because of what I'm wearing? No. Is it, what is it that causes them to go on and off? And the, I mean, the people that sign off, is it they didn't like the discussion about the rain? No, they just <laughs> weren't interested. They just popped on for a yeah, second. Yeah, I just, I wish I, those are the people I want to get hold of and say, okay, what happened? <laughs> you bored what, me. What? You lost my attention in five seconds. Because I try all kinds of different things. And yet it still happens. Hey, Kate Reed. Hi, Kate. Oh, <laughs> lucky you. You have summer. Yes. Oh. I wish I could have summer year <clears throat> round. Maybe that's what we have to do in the future is chase, chase the sun. Yeah. Yes. When we're empty nesters <laughs> at 90 years old. <laughs> Why do you have to go there? <laughs> what does that remind me? All right. We're reading from, uh, let's see if we can keep some viewers now by going to the actual uh, devotional entitled Morning by Morning is the name of the book by uh, Charles Spurgeon, which I, you know, another thing that I'm very encouraged by hmm. with uh, our, our great pastor, Jack Hibbs, is that he brings up Charles Spurgeon all the time. If it's not him, it's the guest speakers come in yep. and, and, and talk oh, about He's a giant. I didn't know he's Chuck, Chuck Spurgeon was such a... He's the best. Was such a... A noted, noted figure. Yes. I thought we discovered him. <laughs> <laughs> for January 9th. Uh, the reference is... <laughs> wow. That is one of my favorite looks that you give me. Uh, Jeremiah... <laughs> Just wow. <clears throat> Jeremiah 31-33. You <laughs> never cease to amaze me. Jeremiah 31-33. says, I will be their God. From the pen 
of Chuck Spurgeon. Dear Christian, what more could you possibly need? This is one of a series of 100 questions that Spurgeon will ask us in this devotional. What more could you possibly need? To be truly happy, you desire something that will fully satisfy you. Is this promise not enough? If you could pour it into your own cup, would you not say, as David did, my cup overflows? Have I have more than I need? That's a question. I have more than I need? <laughs> Once God fulfills this promise for you and becomes your God, will you not possess everything? Human desires are as insatiable as death itself, but he who is truly sufficient can fill them. Who can even measure the depth of human desire? Yet the immeasurable wealth of God can more than overflow it. I ask you, are you, are you not complete when God is yours? Do you desire anything but him? Isn't his all-sufficiency enough to satisfy you even when everything else fails? Hedia? Yes. Yet are you asking for more than just quiet satisfaction? Do you desire rapturous delight? Then come, dear soul. God is the maker of heaven itself, and music fit for heaven is your inheritance. Earthly music blown through the sweetest woodwinds or drawn from living strings could never produce a melody as sweet as this promise. I will be their God. Mm. In these words is a deep sea of blessings, a shoreless ocean of delight. Come bathe your spirit in it. Swim as long as you like, but you will find no shore. Dive into its depths for all eternity, but you will find no bottom. Beautiful. I will be there, God. If this doesn't brighten your eyes and make your heart beat with utter happiness, then your soul must assuredly be in a very unhealthy state. Do you desire something for the future as well, not just present joy? Does your heart crave something for which you may exercise hope? What more could you ever hope for than the perfect fulfillment of this great promise? I will be their God. This is the masterpiece of all of God's promises. Truly recognizing it makes for truly recognizing it makes for a heaven on earth and a heaven above. Abide in the light of your Lord and always allow your soul to be ravished with his love. Don't miss God's total provision for you in his promise. I will be their God. Live up to your privileges and rejoice with an inexpressible and glorious joy. My soul will be satisfied as the richest of foods. Is he not enough? Is he not enough? <laughs> and I would love to say he is. But I'm afraid that from time to time I want a little bit more. Yeah. Why is that? Like tacos or <laughs> <laughs> meatloaf? <laughs> With gravy on it? <laughs> I mean, he's making such uh, a dramatic point here, mm -hmm. which makes me think that I really need to meditate on what this means. Mm. Because I, I, I take it somewhat lightly saying, I will be their God and they will be my people. Like I, This is a very popular verse of Jeremiah. Um, but... 
what is he truly trying to get us to understand that in being our God, he, he perfectly completes us. A human being doesn't complete us. He completes us. And in completing us brings us to, to full fulfillment of grace and peace and joy and love. And we talk about this often in life group when people are struggling in marriages or relationships. And we say, are you looking for something from your partner that you should be looking for to fulfill from God? Hmm. Even with, you know, Dave would describe it as even physical intimacy, where if you think it's really just a physical thing, is it really a fulfillment that you need from God that's manifesting to you through a fleshly desire? Hmm. And so for me, I know I've dramatically changed from where I was years ago before I met Christ. And then even as I progressively um, mature as a Christian, that my earthly desires decrease, like the big ones, you know, the, I got to earn more money and get this. I got to have that. I get, you know, like those have almost dissipated to what am I going to eat for dinner and <laughs> can, can I wake up without back pain? Uh, just kind of, this is just general contentment, right? Mm -hmm. That couldn't come from anywhere but the Lord. Yeah. I, I think that what I always struggled with was always wanting um, more status. Yeah. More recognition, accomplishment. more. Based on accomplishments or no? Just. I think, well, I don't know, everything. Recognition, money that goes along with it. You know, be, by being the best, you usually get paid more. Yeah. Um, by being recognized means that you get asked to be on more television shows. The notoriety. Yeah. So that, 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 that's, um, it's all ego. And oh, I, I yeah. <laughs> no, I spent years doing the exact same thing because I, I didn't really even need, I mean, I've never really needed things because I've, I mean, I've slept on couches and I've, I've, I've given up, I need you know, things. I've given up stuff <laughs> and I, I could care less. Um, I loved my BMW and my big truck and all that kind of stuff. But when I couldn't keep it, it wasn't like it devastated me, but it, but it did upset me when I didn't get certain contracts that I knew that I was, that I believed, <laughs> I believed that I deserved yes, and that I had earned. Yeah. <clears throat> and it's a um, different scale. It's yes. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, Caesar Milan was looking for somebody to do the show. And if he wouldn't have, if he wouldn't have come to me, I would have been like, well, what, what, what do you mean? You know, I would have been, thank God he did. Cause he, you know, I got that satisfaction, but those were the things I needed. Right. It's so funny that it's, um, that, that, that that's the thing that um, I had to learn to give up, which is, I think in the beginning was a little bit difficult. I don't know why. It seems to me that the tangible things like the new car, the, the, the best of the best stuff would have been the things. But ego is not something that you can hold on to. Right. So I wonder what that is. I, I mean, is that really, that seems like that's closer to the devil than tangible things. Well, I don't think it makes a difference. <laughs> you know, people, people make their God, uh, you know, 
striving up a ladder of mm. one sort or another. It doesn't have to be the tangible things. It could be just like you're describing notoriety. I just want to be known. Mm -hmm. You know, it doesn't matter how much necessarily is financially connected to it. It's just the notoriety in and of itself. And I mean, I, I actually, I mean, I totally understand that because what? Sorry, just had a little revelation. <laughs> you know, I, um, <clears throat> I don't know if I can explain it, but I'm going to try. I don't try to keep it short. Mm. <laughs> Brace yourselves, folks. This is Andy's version of short. <laughs> okay, listen to me. So, wow, okay, this is all coming to me right now. So I'm trying to, I gotta, I gotta, I hate using this word. I gotta, this phrase, unpack it, but I have to unpack it. So as um, I get asked to be this uh, expert, this court recognized expert, and I'm, you know, I put the long, I put together this, you know, what is it, a hundred page CV? How long is my CV? It's long. It's long. <laughs> it is actually. You see that you're seeing the shortened version. Yes. Um, you know, you get kind of full of yourself, and and so I remember, you know, that they would question me, which happens in every case when I sit there in the in the witness stand, ask me about my credentials. And, you know, you get a little fluffed up. You know, well, I've done this and I've done that. I've written, you know, scientific papers. I've, you know, number one best-selling author. You know, all this stuff that you, that, that happens in your life. Mostly because you've been around a long time. Not because you're great, but because you've been around a long time. I'm talking about myself. And so there's this, like, um, gosh, I wish I could, under, could figure out what the Holy Spirit is trying to tell me right now. But there's, it, it was just self. Self-fullness. Um, and so then how that reflects in my testimony is like, how are you not understanding what I'm saying? Like, there, I, I know that there's got to be a different way of uh, coming off to people, the, the judge in particular, because he's the one who makes the decision based on my testimony. That I, I, I remember now that there's some judges who wrote opinions and, and, and wrote stuff like, well, like we, we know Mr. Menz is an expert, but, you know, what he said was just not believable or something like that, you know, in, in this particular case. What's been interesting since I've become closer to God and, and, and mostly given up that stuff, not entirely, I'm trying, you know, most of it has kind of gone away mm -hmm. is that now I, I don't, none of that comes up. None of it comes up in the, in the, in my testimony. Oh, the challenge. Not like it used to. Huh? interesting i sit down and they go you know can we just uh, you know they make a motion to accept my credentials as an expert and and there, for some reason there's no more questioning of my credentials because now i've testified so much and blah 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 my my history is kind of out there and so none of that even comes up but now what is happening in my testimony and i hope this is making sense is that now it comes more about the truth than it is about me convincing oh. people how much i know oh there you go you see what i'm saying yeah because when you're when you're doing that, you're talking about yourself, trying to convince them that I I'm because good. because I, I'm the because I hey, you it. just need to know that I what I'm telling you is true because of me. Yes, mm -hmm. but what happens now is that I'm just simply saying, you know, this is this is what happens when X, Y, and Z happens, and these are the things that we've learned over time. These are the these are the things that I can show you in the video that you can see for yourself. Or do you have a dog? You ever seen your dog do this? Well, that's what this dog is doing in this video. And it 
very clearly has been way better testimony. That's awesome. When God's testifying than when I'm testifying. <laughs> That's so, I mean, it just hit me. That's fantastic. Is that not amazing? Yes. <laughs> I will be their God. <laughs> yes. Well, I think also that is when you try to live your life as God centric and it's more about him and less about you, mm. that comes off to other people. They're not trying to attack you anymore because when you hold it out to be about you, then they want to attack you. But when you're, when you downplay the importance of the individual and instead focus on the principles that you're espousing, uh, I think that in, that sincerity comes through. Mm. You know, where I'll see this. To I make, see it also in kids. To, to make another connection, I'm so sorry, is that you have the floor. we've seen it in the pastors. When the pastor is giving a message that he begins yes. to then side, you know, the story begins to go about, become about him. Now you can use story to explain something, but then there's a, a, there's the other side. Oh, how of great where, the church is. Look at all these things we've accomplished. Oh and gosh, yes. Yeah, we've done this and we've done that. And yeah. Yes than less about what God is doing through. Because you can clearly, you can say, you can talk about the same thing, but when you're, when you're, when you're putting it in the hands of God and what he has done and how this works and how he worked in my life. And if it wasn't for God, I would not, you know, have survived. He saved me. He healed me. He, you know, gave me the words. So different than some of these messages we've got from some other pastors, where yes. we get we suddenly find out, hey, he's talking about him. he's talking about himself in the church. He's not talking about God any longer. Right. Wow. Uh, is it, this is re relevant to? I'm sure it is. Yeah. <laughs> you, you you folks, let us know if we're being. If, I I Hedy is always on point. I'm a little. Uh, I just had this revelation as we were talking. So our friends have said about loss, um, Cindy said, I've lost many things many times over. After a while, you learn to appreciate them only in the morning, in the moment and not mourning mm. the loss too long. Very yep. good advice. Yep. Carrie saying hi. Kate saying, I've learned to be content and not yearn for the things that make me look good. When I was publicly recognized, my worth was on how many people filled my seminars. Right. Yeah, see, that's something... That's something that's almost intrinsic to so many people's testimony is the the loss of stature of who I thought I was and being remade into who God wants us to be. Because I've been I've spent my whole career fighting that same rat race, which is like, how many conferences do you get invited? How many people accept what you're saying? Mm. How good of an expert are you recognized? And when that all goes away, um, all that's left is how well am I? conveying God's message. And I see that even in people that do, you know, professional jobs. They're not necessarily just in ministry, like my friend Walid, even in his pizza place, you know, every day is about how will I share the gospel today with my customers? Mm. Who will come to Christ in that process? It's no longer about the bottom line and how many pizzas that I sell. And you know what I mean? Like you still manage to make ends meet, but that's not the focus anymore. And taking us back to Spurgeon, I think that's what he's trying to drive us all to is I will be their God. When God is truly on the throne of our lives, it all becomes about him and not about us. And when it's all about him, that's where we find the contentment and the joy and the peace, because it's not about things I think my flesh needs, 
but it's about what God has for me, whatever that may be. Wow. Now I'm also thinking of, as you were just talking, it reminded me of <clears throat> what I brought to you earlier today about what's happening in the NFL <clears throat> with um, the uh, football player from the Buffalo Bills who had a heart seizure and died on the field and they brought him back. Um, the, the, the amount of, of um, stories and pictures of people praying that it has become less about the NFL and become a lot about what God did on that day. No, oh, that's beautiful. Putting the right people in the field at the time to bring him back to life, to um, use his story, to um, to bring people to prayer. Yeah. A whole field of football players on their knee praying to people writing signs, prayers for, I want to say his name. His name's not Devon. What's his name? Um, it's... Ah, I don't know. Somebody, uh, it, you know, write, write his name in the comments. I can't think of his name right now. Um, but it has really become about God. Amen. His, um, his charity of which he gives uh, gifts to children who struggle during COVID. Um, was he, His goal was to raise something like $2,500 was his goal. I think today it hit $8 million <laughs> since, since he went down. Whoa. So I mean, there's so many side stories, so many aspects of it that it that there is the example that God could use one man <clears throat> in a sport that has kind of gone away from God in many yes. ways. They used to get on, you know, many players for taking a knee and saying, "Oh, you know, he's he's not a real Christian," or you know, look at him doing the God thing on this on the on the field. Yeah. That now every football player across the NFL is taking a knee. Where when when one player was taking a knee, it was a it was a big deal. When they were taking a knee for the wrong reason. Mm. No, he was taking a knee. Um, I don't know. I can't think of his name today. <laughs> oh, but he would take a knee, a yeah. knee to pray. Yeah, every As time like when not... he scored a touchdown or you ah. know, when something would happen, he would just thank God, thank God for. Oh, so you know. he was a believer. Himself. Yeah, okay. this other, this other player, but they used to get on him and. Um, uh, yeah. Yes, the NFL is a good witness for God. Isn't his name? It's not Daryl. It's a. It's like they misspelled. They misspelled Daryl. <laughs> uh, it's like Farrell or something. Not or Harrell or it's something. Anyway, I'll look it up later on. But I think it is a, a great story that kind of also goes away from what what it's about. You know, these games are about sport, about football, that kind of stuff. Right now, it's not. It's about praying. I think it's really interesting of how that's working out. I like the way Cindy puts this. It's principles versus personalities. God's principle and his words are always best in our testimony. Amen. That's a great expression. I like that. And then Carrie says also, yes, I was arrogant about my brains, then had a heat stroke hmm. and suffered from his short-term memory oh, loss. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I, that's what happens is that, you know, God takes it all away. For those he truly loves, he chastens. <laughs> and the chastens, though painful for a time, shall bring about peaceful righteousness. That is the fruit. Of that chastening. I read that in Hebrews 12 last night. Stuck with me. Uh, and uh, Kate says, heat stroke is the worst. Sorry to hear that, Carrie. Mm. Yeah, it is. Uh, Devon. Devon. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know where that comes from. D-A-V-A-N. Is that a common name? It's usually D-E-V-O-N. Yeah. That's yeah, <laughs> I knew there was something about it that I knew that it was something odd. Um, but uh, yeah, his story is pretty amazing. 
uh, uh, especially that. Um, well, the story is no longer about him. Right. The story is about God. And you know what I like that he's done. He's he's been pretty gracious about the whole thing. Oh, that's why. And because uh, he so wants God to be glorified in the process, it's it's no longer about him. Yeah. It's about what it's doing to inspire others to draw closer to God. Right. For sure. To God be all the glory. Yes. Let's get to the scripture, Hedia. Okay, Andy. Enough about my story. Jeremiah 31, 33. This is the whole um, verse. This is the covenant I will make with the people of Israel after that time, declares the Lord. I will put my law in their minds and write it on their hearts. I will be their God and they will be my people. And this is the promises of the new covenant of Christ. So after the destruction, Jeremiah was preaching about the destruction and the capture eventually of the people of Israel to the king of Babylon. And then um, afterwards, he was prophetically speaking about the new covenant. And this is the promises that the Lord Jesus Christ has for us. And mm -hmm. I think that's why Spurgeon's making such a point of that. I will be that this I will be their God and they will be my people is a new everlasting covenant that was that was achieved by the blood of Christ and his sacrifice on the cross. We did nothing. You know, so do we understand the magnitude of getting that priceless gift for doing nothing? Hmm. Psalm 23, 5. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. How gracious God is to us. First Peter 1 8, though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. That's us. Yep. We love him even though we haven't seen him. <laughs> Psalm 63 5. I will be fully satisfied as with the richest of foods, with singing lips, my mouth will praise you. Amen. Okay, so Kate says, so many young men dropping dead. Doesn't the Bible talk about it in the last days that men's heart will fail them? Oh. Ah, yes. I've heard men's heart will go cold, but I guess that can also mean that they would fail. So true. Yes, Kate, Carrie says. Well, yeah, I wasn't. I, I was going to talk about that, but I, I left it off. What? About uh, people suddenly dying. Oh yeah, that's you're, you're big on that issue too. <laughs> it, it shows up on my feed. But isn't that constantly. only because? But isn't that only because we know about them? Mm, Without the no. twenty four hour news cycle, we wouldn't know about all the people no, dropping dead. There are scientists and doctors that are keeping track, and it's it's it, the the percentages of of young people dying suddenly, especially of heart ailments, is significantly higher than it's ever been before. Wow. Yeah. And it could be could be because men's hearts are growing cold or <laughs> yes. it could be something else. Or both. <laughs> I think it's the something else, but uh, it could be. Um want to read uh, what Jim has to say on this particular Sure. I'll let you read it because I did enough reading. It seems the entire world is searching for happiness and love and fulfillment. Yet so many of us search for these things everywhere except where they could truly be found in God alone. Even as believers in him, we are Christian. We as Christians often have a warped view of God, seeing him as somewhat stingy, 
carefully doling out his blessings a little here and a little there. Yet the Apostle Paul wrote, he who did not spare his only son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? In essence, Paul is asking us this question. Isn't it absurd to think that if God gave us the very life of his son, that there is anything he would willingly withhold from us? After all, he has already given us the very best. Oh, so Father, may I be, in content, may I be content in you and seek satisfaction, not in the things of this world, but in you alone. I mean, that's a huge gift. Isn't it absurd to think that if God gave us the very life of his son, that there is anything he would willingly withhold from us? That's and, pretty good. And isn't it so important to remember that when the promise is that when the things we ask for, we do not get. Mm -hmm. So it's not that he willingly withholds them, but there are reasons for why um, he doesn't answer desires of our heart for they may be deceptively wicked. Let's see what um, Luke, what was that? 21, 26. They're looking it up, Carrie. Oh, she's talking about the failing them. Oh, nice. Men's hearts failing them for fear and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth. For the powers of heaven shall be shaken. Oh, that was a good one. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you for that, Carrie. Yeah, wow. Wow. What do you think of that? I, I don't even remember ever reading that. Uh, yeah, I was thinking of the hearts growing cold, which was it's mm -hmm. not from Luke. It's from uh, Paul. So, um, yeah. I mean, oh, I'm moving the camera. <laughs> it could possibly be a uh, men's hearts failing for fear and for looking at those things that are coming on the earth. Yes. Sorry, I'm looking up something. Try, I gotta remember this guy's name. I don't know why I can't. Devon. No, no, no. Oh, the other, some other guy. The other. Oh, of course, it doesn't come up here. Oh, I can't think of it. I know him because I talked about well, him. Regardless of his about, name, I've talked about so. him all the time. Um, it's just that they used to give him a hard time because he would pray a lot. You know, he'd play on the sidelines. And now and games. he's part of this movement. No, they just there for years. Any player that took a knee, NFL player. But didn't they also do a take the knee thing? Did not stand up for the flag. Yes, that, that was too. a bad take the knee. There was a bad take the knee for that. Okay, and then also there was a good he, take the knee for the prayer. And but they. They basically ousted him from the NFL because he was a a, a prayer, a prayer. He, he was a warrior for God, and uh, and uh, you know he, he's spoken at a couple of churches I've gone to, and you know I've had a chance to oh, to do some okay. stuff uh, that you know with autistic. He does things with autistic children, so I used to have these days for him that I can't think of his name <laughs> at my company. But I just think that there was he was given so much heck for what he believed in and it's that's the thing i'm responding to is that it's so odd now to see what's happening around the nfl awesome. it's like the complete op i mean more than just the opposite it's like they finally realized that wow we need we need god so i just think it's interesting tim tebow thank you oh, oh my gosh you were thinking? yes i was gonna 
say that name, but I was like, that can't be who he forgot. Yeah, I don't know why I can remember his oh, name. Yeah. Yes, uh, Tim Tebow. They, uh, yeah, gave him such a hard time. Oh, absolutely. And uh, and and then now now you're looking around like they turn on TV and all you see are pictures of them praying. Like, wait a minute, what the heck happened? And I think that that's what needs to it, it, they need to be shaken up. And unfortunately, they had to use uh, you know this particular incident to uh, to bring it back. But uh, somebody had to nearly die on the field. <laughs> that's how it works, though, right? Well, it also reminds them of their own mortality and inability to control circumstances because. It, you know what I mean? Something totally outside their control shows you the majesty of God's control. And maybe that's what frightened them all, too. Yeah. Like being in a terrible hurricane or something, mm. faced with their own mortality. When, um, just one last thing this reminds me of a discussion we had earlier today about a, uh, a person we know. Yes. Her, uh, you know, th there was a time where church was everything. Yes. And she and they had, you know, were highly involved in, and fine and, and broke and broke, broke. And they were closer to God during the times that they were broke and sick and sick. And it was uh, amazing for them. Yes. God, God healed her yes. and unbroke them, unbroke them, <laughs> gave them money, gave them a business, gave them everything. Yep. And all of a sudden we stopped yeah. seeing we stopped seeing him at church. <laughs> Whole different path, <laughs> and they and and they got a little wonky with us. Yeah, right. And you know they weren't as weren't warm. As kind. Weren't warm. As... No, <laughs> got a little judgy. Yes, isn't that funny? Yeah. We're, and we're not being judgy. I'm just saying we noticed. Yeah. That man when she when they were sick and and broke, they were some of the awesome. kindest, most godly people <laughs> that you would ever meet. We pray yeah. together. Yes. Have great discussions, and then all of a sudden, they were buying a new house, and and, 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 and it was, yeah. I would never live in that area. And I was like, <laughs> well, wow, okay, what happened? <laughs> yeah. Suddenly, they became the Kardashians. Yeah. <laughs> and then, interestingly <laughs> enough, health fails again. Oh, yeah. And um, which is terribly unfortunate. Sad. Yep. Uh, but that has brought them back to God. Wow. And it's it's unfortunate to think that that's what it would take, but everything has a season, I guess. Yeah. Wow. The timeliness of uh, of this devotional. And Kate says, look at Saul. He started off humble and then lost sight of pleasing God and be being powerful in his own eyes. And he lost everything, including his mind. We have an audience of one. Amen. So anybody on there can see it. Um, yeah, and Saul's story was kind of crazy because he was his kingdom was supposed to last forever. You know, he's one of the Israelite kings, and then he got so obsessed with David and David taking over and David being more interesting and David being more popular and David being a stronger warrior that he just lost his marbles and in, in a consequence lost the kingdom. His covenant to have the kingdom forever and it passed to david which is ultimately what god's plan was in his foreknowledge but the story of saul and his demise is is terrible because he was never redeemed in the end it's not like some of the stories of like even of uh, samson who just you know became a womanizer gave up everything for a woman and then lost all the strength but then redeemed it in the end mm. and destroyed the enemies but uh saul doesn't get redeemed 
<laughs> Important lessons, folks. Yes. Important lessons. All right. Anything else, my love? Nope. I think we covered it. Thank you, folks, for staying tuned. It, it, um, sorry if there was a little disjointed there for a second, but these thoughts were coming as, as no, I, was, I was, uh, was sitting here. Perfectly understandable. Oh, good. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> so last day uh, to start off our prayers, our class starts tomorrow. Mm. Um, it's funny because when I told Jonathan that I was nervous, he's like, didn't you speak to like dignitaries in foreign <laughs> countries? And I, I was like, yes. But that was my job. I was used to that. And, and that goes back to this devotional. It's like my concerns are completely different now. Mm. Will I honor God? Will I do what he expects of me? Am I, you know, if is it, is it pleasing to him? Am I rightly guiding his sons and daughters? It's like completely, it's no longer about whether I'm going to be impressive or not, but it's like, am I doing as God would want me to be doing? And it's a completely different uh, focus than it was in the in the professional world the answer is yes 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 because we're going to pray first uh case back on saul he said he was first jealous of his son jonathan he took credit for jonathan's victory yes that too oh that sounds like the pastor <laughs> that we're talking about he's jealous of his son yeah. beating him in basketball right <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we're, we're talking a lot about a bunch of other people today. Yeah. But that's just the way it works. And they'll, they'll be fine. God will heal them. Because they were believers once. I'm, per, I'm, I'm oh, fairly all, certain that they were, believers. they were strong always, believers. Always strong believers. They just, uh, you know, they... It went off the reservation <laughs> for a little while. But they're back. What, uh, do you think they're, they might be Jewish? They might have some Jewish blood? No. No? Because that's what happened with the Jews all the time in the Bible. They would see <laughs> some. They, they would see. They would go, oh, but help us. And then bread would rain out and fish. And they would be, yay. And they would go, no, we want more. We want some spice to go along with this <laughs> some stuff. Some garlic and onions. <laughs> Cindy says, yes, I used to speak on behavior and autism boldly. Much more serious when talking about God. So important to be correct and have the right heart. Amen. It makes sense. It's a different kind of nervousness, right? It makes sense that Cindy would know who Tim Tebow is <laughs> <laughs> because of the, the autism. I trained a, a, a dog to track down uh, autistic an autistic child who was a loper. They call him a loper. What does that mean? The, the child would escape. Oh. And no matter what they did, they put locks high on the door so the kid could, like, oh, even like little. And he would figure out a way. He'd get a, a chair or a ladder or a wow. rope or somehow and unlock it. And he would just run. And there was the problem was he would run, he wouldn't run to the same place every time. Oh. He would just run. And they lived near a freeway there in Chino Hills. Wow. And so I uh, they came to me and asked me to train a dog to track him down when he would when he would escape. Could and, dogs uh, detect the scent of different people? Like if you give him like they show in the movies this sweater that belonged yeah, to him. He's that's not really a thing. Oh you really? Know, it's a movie thing. Um, but they... he would track him down. How would he track him? Through his scent. Oh, so there is a scent. A yes, but scent. yeah, this other thing you're talking about is different. Why is that different? <laughs> you want him to track this particular person's scent. Because it would take a long explanation. Oh, it would take a long time to track. So you give him, say, this thing, this cup you touched. Uh -huh. Right. So you, the dog would smell like that. But now the dog, now you have to take the dog to where your scent is. And the scent's invisible. So the chances of me finding, so, so let's just say, 
you're like uh, last seen at your original park, which is a really big park. Uh-huh. I would have to find the place where you were in order for that to work. Yeah. So how did he find this person? How would he find this person when he's on the run? Well, it's easy because the, the it, from a child who would leave his home, the, the perimeter of the home is only so big. You just go around to where you could go by where the open window was and tell the dog to track from there because that you know that's where the last place that the kid was. Oh. So let's go with Jonathan. Let's say his name is Jonathan. So he would take... He has to, to track from where it started? Yes. Oh, okay. Or at least somewhere close proximity to where it started. So those hunts in the in the forest where they give him a, a t-shirt and they say, go find this person, it's not true. You better be in the right part of the forest oh, to know where he was. Right. And how do you know? I mean... Yeah, the chances are very slim. Mm. And yeah, but a tracking dog can track somebody. It's just not a specific person. It'll it'll stay on the one track. It's a, it's a longer explanation. But again, just like the take smell in this cup. Okay, now I need you to go out and find this odor. It, depending on where you're at, it, it's it, it's like finding a, a needle in a haystack. We have a new visitor. Whiplash. Oh. Found you on Rumble, but no one responds there. Oh, sorry oh, about that. Yeah, we don't see the comments from Rumble. It just the video plays, but uh, not like here uh, where we can see your comment. Sorry about that, Whiplash. And what devotional will we be doing? We are doing Charles Spurgeon morning by morning. And this is the edited version by Jim Ryman. So it has his commentary as well. It's a great, great version of the book. And what is the point of the channel? Is there prayer or study? What is the point of the channel? <laughs> <laughs> Whiplash has a fantastic question. It, well, the point is, uh, is hearing what God has to say through these devotionals and um, either Hedia has, you know, something that comes to her through the Holy Spirit speaking to her. Or we have a story or sometimes one of our friends have a comment that will lead us down a path that uh, coincides with the devotional. And on rare occasions, somebody will ask a few questions that's unrelated to the devotional. And we like like that one time we got on the topic of suicide. Yes. It was unrelated to the devotional. So that may not answer your question. It just says that it uh, starts off with the devotional and then we just see where God takes us from there. Kate, is that a good answer? Yeah. Devotion connection with Blash. <laughs> <laughs> and uh... Whiplash, where are you watching from? Yes. Tell us where you're watching from. And Sydney's saying she put plans for elopement at her other job because she worked with behavioral. Um, oh. difficulties and Kira yes. saying remember to telling us remember to let the spirit lead when we lead the class amen mm. um and uh, saying okay great just picked up this channel and i'm from canada well welcome oh nice we hope that it, that it is interesting conversation about the devotional it's it's kind of like a home church online where we pick it we pick the topic based on what the devotional tells us and we just all contribute whatever we feel um is speaking to us. I was say whiplash is from Manitoba. I don't know where that and, is. And uh, and then Kate is letting Whiplash know that she's from Australia. Yeah, Canada, and which there's a relationship there, the UK relationship. I don't know what. <laughs> oh, that's a really good question. Yes, you answer that. Usually, it's sometime between 8 and 9 p.m. Pacific times. Is Manitoba on the east or west side of Canada? Uh, Are you on the east I or west side east of Co Canada? I think it's the east side. Uh, and then um, we try to do it at least three times a week, hopefully four. 
So um, now that we are not uh, going to our life group on Mondays, in case you haven't noticed, we're on on Mondays. Uh, Mondays, Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays are the most likely days. Central. Central, okay. We're just looking it up. <laughs> Great. Nice. That's awesome. I, Thank you for joining us. Had anybody from Canada in a while? It's been a while. Well, thank you everyone for joining us and we look forward to hearing you and seeing you again. Yes. I want to learn more about what's happening Christian wise in uh, Manitoba. Yeah. They've been struggling with the, the churches there in, in Canada. We've seen a lot of stories. Some that's where um, a few pastors have been arrested. Yes. Uh, so looking forward to hearing more about what's happening there. All right. Do you want to tell them about uh, Whiplash needs to know about the Edify app? Yes. We are also members of the Edify Christian Podcast Network. You could download and subscribe to that. They'll be no, you'll be notified when our new podcasts come out. And it is edifi.app. That is edifi.app. Edify, uh, the Christian Podcast Network. It's 3 p.m. in Australia? In Canberra, Australia. <laughs> And uh, yes, yes, it's bad there. Yeah. Sorry to hear that. And we will definitely keep you in our prayers and the Canadians in general in our prayers. We should remember yeah, that for sure. All right, my friends. We love you guys. Take care. Have Thank a blessed rest of your evening and we'll see you again soon. All right. Take care. God bless. Bye. Bye.